This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, March 4th, 2012. Journey of Hope, Obstacles. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones, and Alan isn't here today. Alan is uh, away on the men's retreat having a great time, and he'll be back next week. So I'm flying solo today. I don't really, I really prefer to work as a team, but we're all in this together, right? Right. I am a sinner saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, we do thank you and praise you today. Thank you for drawing us here this morning. It's not by accident. And now open us up so that we might receive everything that you have in store for us. Your word found in scripture, your guidance, your love, your mercy. Open us up, Lord, right here, right now. And we thank you and praise you today and all days. And everybody here at Connection said, Amen. Well, we started a journey together a little over a week and a half ago. We gathered here on a Wednesday night. It was called um, our Lent service. And we talked about the fact that we are on a journey to the cross. We're on a journey to the cross. We're also calling that the journey of hope. And I hope that by the end of this service, you'll be able to understand, you'll see how the two connect. So... Let's start right out with scripture. I am focusing on Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16, and our version today is the message. The people brought children to Jesus, hoping he might touch them. The disciples shooed them off, but Jesus was irate and let them know it. Don't push these children away. Don't ever get between them and me. These children are at the very center of life in the kingdom. Mark this. Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get it. Then, gathering the children up in his arms, he laid his hands of blessing on them. I love that scripture. It's really sweet. It's, it's very gentle. Let the little children come to me. We also read in different versions of scripture. You know, back in Jesus's day, the culture was very different when it came to kids. Today, kids are at the very center of our lives most of the time. I mean, we gear our schedules around our kids' activities, running them here, running them there. We work hard so that our children can get good educations, so that they can take the lessons that we think that they need or they think that they need in order to grow. We we want them to have the right shoes, the, the right clothes. We work hard. Children in this society, for the most part, are valuable, very valuable. But that is not the case in Jesus's day. Children were not valued really at all, except for the fact that they were needed to work. They were kind of the workhorses. Um, And so their value really did stop there. And they certainly didn't have a voice like our children do today. 
And so we see in this scripture that the disciples shooed them off when the children came forward. They shooed them off. Wow. They tried to keep the children from seeing Jesus, from getting near Jesus, from touching Jesus. And Jesus was irate. Jesus was not happy about this and made it quite known. He said, don't push these children away. Don't ever get between them and me. I mean, can you just hear it? It's almost like, whoo, don't ever get between them and me. These children are at the very center of life in the kingdom. Mark this. Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get it. That's pretty intense. Pretty intense. You can tell that Jesus' blood pressure was probably rising at this point. Don't push them away. You see, instead of being a means by which the children could experience the grace of Jesus, the disciples themselves had become obstacles to grace. Obstacles. That's what we're talking about today in our journey of hope. Obstacles. The disciples themselves had become a barrier between Jesus and the children. Christ didn't like that. That's pretty clear in this scripture. You know, Jesus never liked it when people kept other people from his grace. Especially the ones who were on the edge, the ones who were in the margins, the least, the last, the lost. Christ taught a lot about that. Christ loved all, didn't play favorites, especially though the children. They were the youngest, the smallest, the weakest, the most fragile at all. And Christ said, the very ones who have the faith needed, that simple faith to take Christ into our hearts, into their hearts. Well, Jesus said that we need faith. Just like children, you know, sometimes, a lot of times we grow up, the world happens, stuff happens, and we get a little skeptical. We start, you know, thinking through this or that and trying to be logical. And when it comes to faith, it's just submitting to the way and to the will of Christ. You know, the disciples aren't the only ones who blocked children and others from Jesus. It actually happens all the time. It happens even today. Sometimes it's parents who block kids from Christ, who don't teach about Jesus in the home. And maybe they've gotten hardened or skeptical, or maybe they've been hurt along the way. And so this barrier happens And the children don't have the access to Christ that Jesus would want them to have. Sometimes it's a spouse. A spouse could get in the way of their partner's growth in the relationship with Christ, especially if that person isn't a believer. That's really tough 
really tough. It's not unusual for friends who don't claim Christ, who aren't involved in a body of Christ called the church, who don't have that relationship with Christ, to encourage us to use our time differently. You're going where on a Wednesday night? Oh, come on with me. Oh, Sunday morning, let's go play golf. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. There are lots of ways that people encourage us away from that relationship, and that becomes an obstacle. Sometimes a friend might even be threatened by the relationship with Christ that you might have because our friendship with Jesus is the greatest friendship, is the greatest friendship. It could be a colleague, somebody who is, boy, this is the pot calling the kettle black, work-driven and um, really wants to get in the way of, of your growth, worship, devotion, Bible study. Perhaps it's us. Perhaps you, perhaps I am an obstacle to others who are journeying with Jesus. See, as we travel with Christ, as Jesus makes his way to the cross on this journey of hope, there are a lot of hindrances, a lot of challenges, a lot of distractions along the way. The path is full of obstacles, full of obstacles, ways that we might get tripped up. And the question that we need to face is this, what are we going to do about that? What are we going to do about these things that can be obstacles in our lives, obstacles so that we have uh, trouble getting closer and closer to Christ? What is that in your life? I know what it is in mine. What are we going to do about that? those things? There's a, a proverb. It's uh, in chapter 22, verse 5. It says this. The perverse travel a dangerous road, potholed and mud slick. If you know what's good for you, stay clear of it. Would you say that with me? The perverse travel a dangerous road, potholed and mud slick. If you know what's good for you, stay clear of it. The perverse. Perverse. Those who don't do what is right and good. Those who are contrary to what God would want. The godly, then, are those who seek to follow the Lord, who would avoid, who would try to avoid the obstacles along the way. Now, a week and a half ago, when we started our journey together at that Ash Wednesday service, we said that we would be pulling things out of the backpack each week, things that are symbolic, things that we might need along the way. That Ash Wednesday night, we pulled out the bottle of ashes, ashes, those ashes that we marked a sign of the cross on your foreheads or on your hands, a mark of our mortality, a mark of our humility before the Lord. Last week, we pulled out a compass because our 
our focus was on direction. As we're on this journey of hope along the path, we needed, we're asking God to be our compass. Well, this week, the first thing that I'm going to pull out of our backpack are binoculars. Binoculars. Oop, wrong way. Oh, I can see people all the way in the back now. That's pretty cool. Binoculars. Binoculars allow us to see things ahead that our eyes can't see. They allow us to possibly see the obstacles ahead, the the bigger picture. And so we can symbolically use binoculars to look ahead, to see those things that could trip us up as we grow, as we try to grow in our relationship with Christ. Obstacles. Now, Alan and I have said a number of times that things just don't happen. You know, we meet with people, you know, there could be some kind of indiscretion, and they said, well, it just happened. Things don't just happen. You see, there's this, and then this, and then this, and then we find ourselves in places where if we had looked ahead, we could have avoided it. And so if we use our binoculars, if we look ahead, we might be able to see those obstacles and avoid them. What might that look like in your life, in my life? Well, it might be those obstacles could be people, people who could be toxic in our lives, people who just aren't good for us to hang around with because we know that they're going to lead us or try to lead us down the wrong path. It could be places, places that we go that we simply should not go to. Places. It might be thinking that we're stronger than we really are and that, you know, we're self-sufficient and we're thinking, oh, I can handle this, when in fact, we can't at all. Looking ahead, using these binoculars, you know, like using our brains, really can go a long way (laughs) as we ask ourselves, if I follow this path, if I look ahead, where will it lead? And then we make a different choice. It could make all the difference in the world by trying to look ahead, take binoculars along your journey, so to speak, and use them. So even though we have binoculars and we might use them, there are times when we get to this place along the path and it's really thick and there's a lot of brush, and there's a lot of stuff, and we just can't see through it. And so then we really need to take something out that will help us along our way. Yikes. I'm going to stand back here with this. This is a machete. Okay, there really are times when there are things in our lives that we have to cut away. 
There are habits in our lives that we have to cut away. There are behaviors, there are attitudes, there could even be relationships that we have to cut away. Yeah, is this dramatic? Absolutely. But sometimes we have to take a pretty drastic measure in order to continue along our journey. It would be important to cut the obstacles out. And so you'll probably say, wow, Carrie had a machete, and it's actually a double blade kind of thing. I've never seen this, never held this before. But I'm going to remember that there are some things in my life, there are some things in your life that just have to be cut out. They have to be gone. And so we would use a machete for that. I'm going to put this back. you have a relationship that needs to be cut out? Do you have a habit? Do you have an activity? It's important to pray about that along the way because that can be an obstacle as you journey with Jesus, as painful as it is. Certain things in our lives need to be cut away. You know, when we cut things out of our lives and we're pretty dramatic, we uh, get scraped up, we get cut, we get bruised. And so in our backpack, we need a first aid kit. You know, those uh, things like band-aids and and tape and, and gauze and first aid spray to help us heal. You know, it's not really this first aid kit at all that we need. It's this one. We always need to have a Bible, the Word of God, because this is our real first aid kit. This is our real direction as we go about life, as we encounter the obstacles in our lives. All the answers are right here. In this book, the the very word of God, we find true comfort and we find healing when we get beat up along the way, along the path by the stuff that's around us. And the truth is the binoculars, the machete, the first aid kit doesn't hold a candle to this. It's the Bible, the word of God, Christ coming into our lives God's promise, God's assurance, God's mercy that helps us along the way. It's the very love that God has for you and for me that allowed his one and only son to come, to walk the earth, to make that journey to the cross that ended in his death. It's that road that we now travel. It's also a road that ultimately leads to hope. Hope in the resurrection, that death was not permanent, that Christ rose for you and for me, took on all of our stuff so that we might be free. Read 
your Bible. This is our, really all we need, the Holy Scripture. Allow it to be your binoculars to guide you, to lead you, to direct you so that you can avoid the obstacles along the path. Allow God's presence to give you the strength that you need to cut things out of your life that could hinder you from a closer relationship with God. And allow this word of God to be your first aid. Your first aid as you get beat up and bruised by life's challenges. We all experience that. But Christ loves us so much that he just brings us in, just like he did the little children. He says, come to me. All you, are, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And so, as you journey with Jesus during this time, the obstacles, well, God will lead us through them. That's the good news as we are on this journey of hope together. Amen? Let's pray. Almighty God, life is difficult. There are so many things that distract us from our journey with you. So many things that get in our way. God, maybe we're the one that gets in our own way. Maybe we're the one who, uh, maybe we're our own worst enemy. Help us see those obstacles in our lives and make some changes so that we, we can grow with you and walk closer and closer each and every day. We pray this in your name. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.